0: Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Well, it is officially spring, score one for the good guys, which means warmer weather, which means you don't need as heavy a clothes. So maybe you may want to lighten up your wardrobe a little bit by heading over to Leon Tailoring. That's right, maybe a nice spring jacket or maybe a nice pair of slacks or trousers or perhaps a nice spring dress uh, for the ladies in our audience. No matter what it is, Leon Tailoring can take care of all your spring needs. So spring on over to Leon Tailoring. Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy, happy to see you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Is that it? Yeah. We'll just go ahead and open and start with questions that you may have. So. Uh, your thoughts on uh, the amendment state that Representative Chackleford offered, and just the whole thing about uh, the state sort of taking away the authority of parents to decide their children's medical care. Yes. Um, you know, we've heard a lot about parental rights this session, earlier in the session, um, previous to this, this session, and um, uh, why not be consistent? Why not? we were heard several hours of testimony this week with regards to uh, parents um, uh, and, and you heard from parents actually uh, saying, you know, we want to be in- involved and we think we know what's best for our kids. And, um, and that's what the amendments were trying to do. And I don't think it's any different than um, adults that want to uh, be able to make their own decisions with regards to healthcare. Um, you know, I never had really have had many healthcare issues, but, uh, you know, I'm 58 years old, though. You know, you go get an appointment, all of a sudden they might start to see things. So now you have to consult doctors and discuss these things. I don't want the legislature getting involved in decisions between me and my doctor with regards to uh, future health care de- decisions that I have to make. And uh, that's, that's what she was, I think, trying to do. And that's why House Democrats supported her amendment was to say, look, um, this is um, – uh, Health care for kids uh, that are going through this transition, these transition uh, period in their life, and um, let's leave that to the parents to make that those decisions, with consult with consulting their doctor and of course their child. What results do you think this legislation could have on the state of Indiana if it passes? Well, you know, we've talked about, it and I <clears throat> was hoping that we were going to maybe. Put the culture wars to rest, but uh, apparently not, um, because that was sort of the indication that I was getting back back in November when we were doing these session preview meetings, Um, and so you know once again we're we're right up there in the forefront, and um, uh, I've said over and over again that you know we're trying to. Attract businesses, attract talent, retain the talent that we have, retain kids that are, folks, kids that are graduating from our great universities and want to stay here in Indiana. Um, you've seen, I think, recent interviews on the street interviews. I think that one of the uh, local papers did here, we're t- interviewing uh, young adults. You know, what 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 do they want to do? Where do they want to go? And they're basically saying, you know why do we want to stay here in Indiana if we're going to continue to pass these type of bills? And it's happening over and over again, and it needs to stop. I thought we were hoping we were going to have one of those sessions where we could get through, but it doesn't look like it. This this session or, frankly, even future sessions. Senate Bill 134 restricts municipalities from uh, banning the retail sale of pets. Uh, if this goes through, it would overturn Indianapolis' uh, ban on retail sale of pets. Um, do you have any strong feelings about this bill Because well, it takes away local control? Well, that just it. I mean, I've, I've been, always been a local control person. Like I try to be. I try to support uh, what locals want to do. Um, you know, I hear so much from the other side about uh those closest to the uh, government, govern best, those type of things. And so here again, once again, we're trying to override the decisions made at uh, at the local government uh, level because there's, there's things I think that go into this. I think the uh, one information or something came up with regards to um, uh, they, well, we don't uh, go to these puppy mills and that type of thing. Okay, well, fine, let's put in a penalty. Well, no, no, we don't want a penalty. <laughs> and so, well, wait a minute, uh, then maybe you do and you're, you know. so. Um, and then there's some cost to local governments as well. And I think that's something that I don't think is explored enough. What's, what, what, what is what the cost to local governments if they can't control these type of, of, um, uh, of, of stores that sell, sell pets and things like that? So um, I don't think that's been flushed out very well. And I'm a local control person, as most of our caucus numbers are so i would be opposed to that bill uh, there was a report out that basically said indiana's healthcare care costs of the hospitals are like two billion dollars higher than the national average what do you think should be done to deal with that issue indiana yeah. is a low-cost state but apparently health care is a little bit of a different story well we also have flip side we also have pretty good health care <laughs> um and um i think that first and foremost that's what citizens of indiana are looking for um but uh you know I do agree that we should uh, do everything we can to help lower health care costs. Health Democrats have proposed uh, amendments and bills in the past. that they've only seen them shut down. Uh, and so I, w- we've always said, and we're always open to working with uh, our colleagues to help lower health care costs. Um, and this is, it's, it's um, I know it's, it's a big issue, and it's just, we, we seem to always kind of talk about ho- hospital costs without thinking about insurance costs. Um, you know, if, if we control ho- hospital costs or the insurance companies. Are they just going to make more money, or are they going to be part of the solution as well? Um, so I think there's it's a lot to discuss, and hopefully we'll come up with some, some solutions before the end of session. If not, we'll obviously keep working on over the summer and into next year. Do you feel like the bills that are moving so far this session aimed at the health care cost issue will actually do anything to bring down health care costs in the state? I, you know, I was— uh, one of a handful of folks that voted against 1004 because I honestly didn't see really where what what that was doing um, to lower healthcare costs. You know, um, and, and I think some of these things have been brought up. Well, are they just going to just pay the penalty if they don't get it below? And I, look, I have been encouraged by what I've seen from hospital executives that testify and, and say, look, we're going to we're going to do all we can. We're going to really try to get to these national uh, health care uh, uh, costs that we've seen the average uh, throughout the country. And, um, you know, um, maybe, you know, getting a little bit of legislation through might put some pressure on these uh, uh, folks to really kind of work towards that. Um, um, so we'll just have to, have to see. I'm not convinced, though, that what I've seen so far is going to uh, uh, really dramatically lower health care costs. I do think, though, again, I've been encouraged by what I've seen from some hospital folks that have testified uh, that in their willingness to uh, put more of an effort into lowering health care costs, hospital costs. Do you think that there's uh, still stumbling blocks on the public health uh, plan expansion, uh, especially from uh, from rural areas not getting on board? Do you think that whole program that, whole, that the governor proposed is in, in danger of not getting through? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you know, it's these opt-in provisions, which I think is probably helpful. Um, you know, they can still vote for it, and if their counties don't want to opt in at first, the, I mean, Part of a lot of the thinking is that maybe if the surrounding counties, those that are do, that do opt in, will see some improvements, things like that. Um, I do know that you know, talking, um, and I think it's okay to say, talk to Dr. Box. You know, one of the things that she learned from the pandemic was while Marion County, Allen County, some of the larger counties uh, and their local health departments are you know, do, still doing you know pretty good job, and, and it's that when she got into the rural areas where they're not as well funded, uh, or maybe don't have the staff, um, that they're the ones that really of need the most help. So I would hope that they would uh, buy in, but if not, maybe some peer pressure, or if they can at least see how other counties are doing and how they're varying over maybe a year, get another report, maybe they'll opt in later on. Very Thank you, much. So Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.